It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, October 18th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that thinks that Flyers home opener had a bit of everything, Russ. Yeah, it was a mixed bag, but some good goaltending for sure. Yeah, we're going to get into that game, how the home opener went in terms of game presentation, and get to your mailbag questions all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And we as a show are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, Twitter, you name it, we're there. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. You can find us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, download our latest episode as soon as it's available. Here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, there's a lot of new era of orange stuff going on at the game last night, and uh, we'll get to some of that in the next segment. But as far as the on-ice results, a very interesting lineup that wound up being ice. We were wondering about Sean Couturier, but we should have been worrying about Morgan Frost, apparently. Yeah, I really felt for him. I mean, when they showed him in the presentation, he was not happy. And I don't blame him. I, You know, I get it. He wanted to be out there. Yeah, it was unexpected. Uh, we could say that there were definitely some other lineups that could have been different and better, perhaps. I know some people in the, in the press box um, felt the same way. But, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, and the Flyers did get the win, so... Yeah. You know, the results were there. Um, I I did think it was interesting that they decided to go with Scott Lawton at center instead of Morgan Frost, but Scott Lawton had a great game at center. He did. He had a really great game. But again, are they going to like now because they won, they're going to keep it the same lineup or they're going to just, you know, rotate maybe one young player? Like, again, I'm going to keep track of how many games they're playing until they actually start playing more youngsters because right now I don't see it happening. Right. Well, you know, ostensibly sitting frost was to get Forster and Brink in there, but then it's at the expense of Morgan Frost. So, you know, Frost and Andre didn't get in. Right. Right. So uh, to be continued on that conversation, we did see Igor Zamula check into this one as we suggested. So that was good to see. And lo and behold, He gets his first NHL goal. So happy for him. Yeah, like, you know, I'm happy for all NHL players when they get their first goal. Like, you have no idea how happy I am. I always tweet it, no matter who it is, what the team. It's it's like a thrill for me. I'm, like, thrilled for them. So, yeah, he was really happy. And he's, he's deserved this, man. I mean, you know. I know a lot of people felt like he maybe he was just going to get played because they didn't want to lose the asset, but he's better than that. 
Yeah, he really is. And I think he showed it too. I think yes. he had an overall very good game. It wasn't just the goal. I thought he played really well. Um, and I, I did think that the Flyers played a lot better defensively overall in this game. Obviously, it took Vancouver until the third period to really get any significant number of shots on goal. Well, part of the first, they were really good. Like after that first goal, they, were, they may not have gotten the amount of shots they wanted, but they were good. Then they got outshot 23 to two in mm -hmm. the second. But in the third, yeah, there was a little bit of a worry where the Flyers kept chipping it out and sort of like daring Vancouver. And, you know, Vancouver was the faster team. There's no question about it. The Flyers did play pretty good defense. Do I think they could get away with this the next game? I don't. I just think, but again, they put some really good shots on goal. Like Thatcher Demko was incredible. He made yeah. two highlight reel saves. And it's nothing to take away from Carter Hart. He stopped, stopped some nice point blank shots. But Demko, the shot, the stop on Lawton, I mean, the first one uh, I thought was unbelievable. The one on Lawton was just indescribable. Like, I just, I rubbed my eyes. I really did. I was like, shouldn't that have gone in? Didn't that go in? Like, we all thought it went in. Yeah. And if you look at sort of shot quality throughout the game, Flyers definitely had much better shot yes. quality than the Canucks did. did. And that that's something we've talked about, right? The mm -hmm. Even when they do get shots on goal, a lot of times they aren't that good. That was not the case this game. They were getting high quality shots. Thatcher Jemko was just standing on his head. He really was. I mean, he was incredible. Um, something funny, though, from the Phillies game, because Ron Darling, good analyst, really good analyst. They, they did a break and they went and they talked about all the sporting events that were happening, you know, the soccer and the right. baseball and, and the, the hockey. And he was, Ron Darling was like, how's Konechny doing? I know he had three goals. Did he have a goal tonight? He's doing really well. And Darling played, you know, <laughs> college baseball at Yale. So he loves hockey. He talks about hockey a lot. So it was fun to, to hear him say that. Yeah, it was good to hear that they were kind of mixing it up in yeah. the arena. I do want to talk about that Sean Couturier shootout move, though. Yeah, that was a great move, the, the way he went sideways. It, he really fooled Demko, and that was good. That was, you know, a real highlight for Couturier. And, and he played good defensively. There's yeah. still some other things going on with him, but it was good for him, and, and, and he was an important part of the game. So that's good. You feel good when, you know, a guy like that gets on the board. Yeah, I thought his play was getting a lot more comfortable uh, during this game. And I thought he made some key defensive plays. He made some key clears, um, even though they weren't, you know, all the way down the ice or didn't yeah. lead to offensive play. I thought that he made some very timely clears, especially in the third period. Yeah, he's good in the half court game right now, but the full the full ice game is not there. But the half court game is there. Yeah, it's really good to see. And hopefully he'll just continue to get better um, yeah. as the next few weeks go forward. Um, I think really, you know, as I said, most of this game was really positive for the Flyers, mm -hmm. you know, again, with a lot more shots, better defensively. I would say, you know, if you had to pick one thing that was a weakness here, it was the power play. Uh, they, oh, yeah, it stands out like a sore thumb, man. Yeah, they're one in 13 on this season so far on the power play. And, you know, I, I don't think this is something where you can blame it on Demko uh, no. as far as the power play, because while they were getting really high quality chances throughout the game, it wasn't so on the power play. They were getting less of the quality opportunities yeah, there. 
you know you have a good power play when the when the goalie isn't making a lot of saves and sometimes it's going off the back glass or whatever but he was making some pretty good saves but he was seeing the yeah. puck really well and that was the thing nobody was getting a second shot on goal on the power play nobody they still don't no. go to the net really no, and I thought it was interesting because in the third period, um, there was the power play at the beginning, near the beginning of the period, and they put out the second unit first. Yeah, they did. That power play, and I, I thought that was very telling. Um, unfortunately, it did not yield <laughs> any results. No. But um, it showed that they recognized that there was something going on there, and maybe they needed to switch something up. Yeah, I'll tell you the one frustrating thing, and I wasn't the only one that felt this way. While we see some growth in some other young players like Zamula, whatever, we're seeing regression in players like Tippett, and and that's the the yin and the yang of it. You'd like to see them all sort of step forward together. So that's something where, again, I really feel like Tippett should not be buried on the third line. And, you know, and Brink had four shots on goal, but he also had over four minutes of power play time. So if I really yeah. looked at those shots, they were probably on the power play, and I don't think he should be on the top line. I don't. I think if you really want to develop Tippett, Tippett should be there. I think Brink should have to prove himself on the third line if you're going to use him. It only makes sense. But, you know, what do you know? I think that is definitely the case. Uh, all right. Well, we have a bunch more to get to, including uh, some more individual player notes that we have and our thoughts on the overall game presentation. And we will get to that coming up next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're in, into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your parts guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you'll have. My favorite part of the Game Time app is that it's great for getting notified about last-minute tickets and flash deals. Plus, you can get that all-important view from your seats. I used game time to get tickets to a WNBA New York Liberty game, and it was amazing, and the seats were perfect. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you'll never have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's all one word for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we are going to preview the Flyers versus the Oilers. Plus, we'll do a quick check-in 
on all of the Flyers prospects around junior and college hockey and maybe over in Russia as Are we well. going to cover the Queen concert? Because Queen's going to be playing too. <laughs> all right. In between. All right. So I think, you know, we talked about the power play. I do want to touch on the penalty kill, which was very good. It was. In this game, um, you know, they really only allowed two shots on goal on the power play for the Canucks the whole game, but generated two shots of their own. So shots were even. Um, they almost the shorty, though. It was this close. They did. They did. But they didn't because Carter yeah, Hart had a good game as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, they're, they're getting there with at least half of the special teams, and we got we got to chalk that up as a win. Yeah, you do have to chalk that up as a win. Um, I'll also say goaltender interference is now just a, a coin flip, man. I had a friend tell me something very telling, and I think he's right. Because uh, some people looked at it and said, it looks like interference. Some said it doesn't. And then it's like, well, can it be overturned? But I had a friend who wasn't at the game basically saying he didn't feel like the league would want to make uh, like a big, bold move like this and say that it's not interference. So it's easier to say it is interference to kind of set the where the bar is for that. And I think there's some sense to that, to be honest, because – we're all confused by it. We really are. Yeah, I honestly thought it was something where maybe technically the motion of goaltender interference was there, but what Carter Hart was doing at that time, the puck would have gone in the net anyway. Right. And, and so that's uh, it's, yeah. it is a gray area there because yeah. I think I, I just think wish it they would spell it out a little more. Yeah, or have one of those explainer videos like they do yeah. for the fines. I don't even something. tweet about it anymore. I used to kind of tweet and kind of guess what it was. I don't even try. I give up. I gave up. I do want to call out uh, Noah Cates as well, because I thought he had a really good game, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, especially there was that four-on-four play to get the puck out of the zone when Hart lost his stick. I thought that was um, a really important play, and it was really heads up on his part. Um, and, you know, while Scott Lawton, by the way, who was five and one on faceoffs mm-hmm. um, and is entirely the reason why they were even for the game overall, because I think Coots was just under 500. Um, Cates was at 500 on faceoffs. And for him, that's really good. It was five and five. No, no, that was fine. I mean, again, his overall defensive game being smart, it's all there. But his offense is going to be stunted in this role, much like Couturier's was when he was young in his career it just is and if it is it is i mean there's not much you could do about it the only thing is with lawton i do think the reality of keeping lawton at center does hurt uh young players trying to advance with the team and i don't think that's number one on lawton either like i think he's doing it because he's a good soldier but we kind of got the gist he didn't really want to play center anymore I think that is absolutely spot on. All right. Turning our attention to some of the fanfare around the home opener. Uh, you were there and my parents were there. I got a report. They didn't from- say hi. You know, you think your parents would say hi to me. but they didn't. <laughs> Well, you know, they were in the seats with the regular folk. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my mom actually did say that she had a, a really great time and that there was a lot of extra staff and everybody was really supportive and accommodating. They have a new app, I guess, in terms of mobile ordering. So there were people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. 
about yeah that. so there were like people around to help you to use um the the app you know there were extra staff just making sure things were clean um just a little thing that she noted um was that normally with those t-shirt giveaways they're just all extra larges she said they had all different sizes and they you did could actually because um i did get one and somebody who sat next to me uh did not want an extra large and they brought back another size and i was impressed like, uh, I think that's just, it's like a little thing, you know, yes. a little attention Actually, to detail. Want me to be really nitpicky. Yeah. This was like the best quality feeling shirt in the last like five years. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, yeah, she, she and, and my dad had a great time at the game and they got, they got a good one. So that was, uh, I was glad yeah. to see that they, the flyers, I guess have a new goal song. They do. But it's an you know, old one. Yeah, it's from Van Halen, but it didn't. We up in the press box. I had a very hard time identifying it, and so did somebody next to me. The audio seemed to be a little muddy, so I really couldn't tell it was Van Halen. And I know the song, so right. I'm really anxious to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ain't talking about love, but it's right. like at the very, very end of that song with the haze yeah. that that's in the song. The rest of the song actually sounds a little different than that, but. Uh, I think that good choice. Is, yeah, I, I don't know. Is do we know if that's the permanent full time song? Yeah. See, it seemed like because the Flyers have used that one in the past, I'm wondering if they're gonna be like kind of doing odes to the past with using old goal songs in very different times. Well, they did Ramstein in the presentation, so that was a nod to the past. So you might be right yeah. about that. You may have unlocked something here. Yeah, so we'll see what happens in future games on that front. But, like, what was your sense of the atmosphere and the graphics and all of that? I mean, graphics were great. I felt like, yeah, um, everything was good. You know, gritty coming down on the wire like we've seen it before, but okay, fine. Um, all of it was good. I was very happy that they had a moment of silence because, believe it or not, not all hockey teams have been doing that. And so for the war, and I thought that was really classy. And and nobody said a word. Like the fans were great during that. So that was that was really nice. It's always nice to get the two songs out of Lauren Hart. That was good. Yeah. Really it was a good vibe. I mean, the only thing you feel bad about is it wasn't even close to a sellout. Like even Gritty's right. section, his section wasn't even sold out. Right. Well, tough competition from the Red October crew across the street. Oh, we'll but, see Thursday. McDavid's in town. Like, if you can't sell out for that. Well, hopefully the Flyers can continue their winning ways in that game. And we get to hear more goal song celebrations from the Flyers. Um, one more thing. We haven't talked about this uh, from the first game that was a win. but. Uh, got to see more of the dog mask that is the post-game win player of the game, locker room player of the game. And oh my God, it is hilarious watching them put that thing on and bark. It's yeah. just... It's funny. Although it the is, Eagles did it first, but it's still funny. Yes, it is still funny, but it, it evokes that underdog spirit for the it Flyers does. this year. So I think it's a lot of fun and hopefully we see a lot more of it over the course of the season. I want to see what each individual player does when they right. put it on. 
Yeah, that's fun. All right. Well, we have your mailbag questions to get to, and we will do that coming up next. You know that feeling when Travis Connect me scores a hat trick? If you want to get that feeling and win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. To have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Fans can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper, and entries can be made in under a minute. With elite players like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Austin Matthews, plus the new guys like Connor Bedard, all you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars. Choose from stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Flyers fans. You can get up to 100 times the payouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use of for details. All right, it's time to get to your mailbag questions. And this one wasn't exactly a question, but there was a lot of comments on our YouTube channel related to the Senators game about potentially trading for Matthew Joseph. So should the Flyers do it, and what would the return for the Senators be? Well, the Senators, the, really, the and it's not so much the return for the Senators it's really the cap space they gain from it so they can sign Shane Pinto if they do this deal. So really what happens is they trade Matthew Joseph and a draft pick to the Flyers for probably another draft pick. So, you know, let's say the Flyers get a first or a second and the Flyers give them like a third and, right. they, and they gain the cap space. And that's that's really what, what they'd be after in that deal. Should the Flyers do it? Probably not. I like Joseph, but they have too many guys like this already. Like, again, I don't like a lineup with too many like players. And Joseph just kind of fits that mold. Yeah, I think that some are making the argument that Matthew Joseph is better than the, at those things than the guys that the Flyers have. And that's why they'd want to make the deal. I get that. But again, you're still going to have a fair amount of those guys going forward for the next two to three years. That's my problem. I, I certainly understand that. I think just like, that's where the argument lies and is do you toss one of those guys that you're not sure about their future with this organization back Ottawa's way in order to get this draft pick like a first or a second from them? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough decision in the end. I don't do it because I think I can get more at the deadline for a player that I really could use going forward where Joseph's kind of like a filler almost. Yeah, I agree. Ryan suggested that the NHL should go back to home white jerseys. Do we agree? I do. I love home whites. I just, you can't talk me out of it. Wish they would do it. I don't know why they don't. I haven't had that deep conversation with the NHL yet to find out. Yeah, I have said this before on the show, I believe, but I think they should do what the AHL does and have half the season with home whites and half the season with home dark. So that way... Like whoever, like whatever jersey you have will be applicable at home at some point during the season. And it sells more jerseys, I think, if you have both options available at home. Yeah, with the home whites, though, that, <coughs> that would kill the Saturday wearing the black jersey, though, which they've been doing for years. So the Flyers yeah. may even be against that. But with the half and half, maybe they would do that. 
Yeah, because you could still wear the black ones at home oh. on like on Saturday because there's right. no rules, right? Right. Uh, Evan wants to know if the season pans out better than expected, can we potentially see Hart sign an extension? Just hate to see another solid goalie leave our organization. I mean, sure, potentially he could. Uh, I don't know. I just have this feeling right now that it's not going to happen. I, I I feel like if they were going to do it, they'd have done it already. But we know there's been stuff that's going on that maybe he's making them hesitant or they just didn't want to spend the money yet and they're waiting to see what he does this year. Like, again, when you're signing Hart, and it's a two-way street, we have to see if Hart really wants to be with the Flyers the next seven years because he's going to have a rough year this year. Next year may not be the best year. So maybe in three years, you're looking at, hey, that's where the Flyers can really go again. Does he want to spend two more years getting killed in the crease? I don't know. This is a situation where Carter Hart is uniquely in the driver's seat in this conversation here that, um, you know, the Flyers could try and start negotiations now or they could wait till later. But Carter Hart is going to have a lot of power in this decision making process. And I I could see him wanting to wait at least half the season before even starting those conversations. Yes. Uh, just because he wants to get a feel for, like you said, where this organization is going and, and how long he's going to have to deal with maybe a subpar blue line in front of him. So um, I wouldn't be too nervous about him potentially not returning just because negotiations haven't started yet. But at the same time, like I, I do think he should be able to, you know, as a person, explore all the options out there for him and do what's best for him. Yeah, I mean, I always think players should be able to do that. Fans are not always happy when players do that, though. I know. But uh, the premise of the question said if the season pans out better than expected, I I think if it does and Carter Hart sees a good future here, he will want to stay. I think that's true. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, well, I think. season, not with Hart. Right, right. I I do think that uh, we just have to let it play out and see where where this goes um, and not get too nervous, at least for the first half of the season about it. That's fair. All right. Ben wants to know um, how long before any of the prospects in Lehigh Valley get a call up just to give them a shot? I mean, ideally, maybe after 20 games, you would start to do that. But I think John's been a little hesitant. So I think it's going to depend on injuries. Injuries or play is so bad that, you know, he's willing to do that. So I can't imagine it happening in under a month. I just don't see it. But maybe after a month or so, it's possible. Yeah, those are the two options. If an injury happens and they have to do it, or one of the Phantoms is just dominating so much in the AHL that they can't help but do it. Um, But I don't see that particular thing happening. Um, Yeah. You know, we'll give we'll give the Phantoms another couple of weeks of games and see if, if anybody else is standing out there. We talked about them on the show yesterday, uh, if you missed it. But. I mean, because I'll give you a scenario. Um, even though Danny's the GM, Danny will go up to John and say, hey, so-and-so is playing really great. And he's probably like, yeah, that's fine, but I, I like the lineup. And then it's going to be up to Danny like every two or three days to say, hey, you know, what about now? He's still dominating, you know. And, and that's the kind of what's going to have to happen because – John's not going to be open to everything right away, especially early in the season. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last question. Shannon wants to know, what's one thing you would do to make hockey broadcasts better? 
I, all right, here's, uh, I don't want to annoy um, some friends that I have that do broadcast, but there are some uh, broadcasters out there that just, you can't act like every goal is a Stanley Cup winning goal. I don't mind excitement, but there's, I, I can tell you that when I watch the game sometimes, the yelling puts off some people. Like, it's just too much. It's too over the top. It's too much. I get that soccer does it, but hockey never used to do it. This has sort of happened in the last decade. And I do feel like it does push off some people. Like, you know, because I'll have someone say, it's only one nothing. It's like five games into the season. Where, you know, so that's what I think. I would like it to be a little bit more even. And I'm not into the homerish broadcasts. I am from the era that I like to hear some things about the other team. If the other team's doing well, I'd like to hear that too because everything can't always be rosy for the team you're watching. And I do think there are some broadcasts that do a really good job of it, but there are some out there that are really homerish. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that I like sort of the excitement of goal scoring on the radio broadcasts, but when you're actually seeing it, you don't sometimes you don't need that and level, that's what I'm right? talking about is the TV broadcast. Yes. Yeah. Radio, different animal. Yeah, I think that's what's uh so interesting about the differences between the two. Yes. Um, I think you know, for me, I like it when, and I know this has been available occasionally, but not consistently, where you can just have a silent option on the broadcast where you get just say, like what's on the arena vision. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of that. With with just the sounds of the game. I want to hear the skates yeah. on the ice. I want to hear the the pucks on the sticks. And even if I don't, I wouldn't do that for a whole game. I think, you know, I, I need. Okay. So you're just talking about portions. Portion, That's fine. Yeah. Where there, portions you could like. The whole game. Yeah. I mean, I have watched entire games like that because of the poor resources for women's hockey. <laughs> It put in been forced to I've been forced to watch yeah. games like that um and I don't like it because it's a, of a lack of funding in women's sports but um right. there is something to be said for just hearing the sounds of a hockey game hearing the crowd hearing the the sound of the ice um just you know for portions of the game so I want that that feed available to me so I can switch over for a little bit now and again and, and one more little thought cuz it just popped in my head back when I was a kid I did watch like Islander and Ranger broadcasts were very good because they had guys on there that would teach you the rules of the game. And I think that's really important. And I don't think that really Those Nickelodeon broadcasts. No, I know that's good for that. But I'm saying there's there's other people that, you know, a 25 year old person may not want to watch a Nickelodeon broadcast sure. and maybe new to the sport. And I don't feel like enough broadcasts take into account that there may be new viewers here. And maybe should explain some of the things happening a little bit more, you know, for the novices out yeah, there. Yeah, and the first year of the Seattle Kraken broadcast did a great job yeah. of that. They were yeah. quite excellent. I enjoyed watching their broadcasts all season long uh, just because they had, you know, some in-depth analytical analysis from Allison Lucan, um, but then also had yeah. some, you know, hockey 101 information. And I felt like they blended it yeah. together really nicely. All right, that will do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, on tomorrow's show, we'll have a preview of the Flyers versus the Oilers. And we will do a quick prospect check-in with our guys around junior and college hockey. 
As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. If you want your mailbag question answered on the show, you can send it in via the app formerly known as Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.